1: Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Icons of Real Estate podcast. With us today, we have Chris Molinar. He's a team leader at Team Sask, brokered by eXp Realty, and operates as a top producer in Saskatoon. Join us as Chris tells his story from humble beginnings and patience, straight to success and icon level. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks for having me on. This is is exciting. Perfect. And you're calling us from uh, Saskatoon, Canada. Is that correct?
0: Yes, I am in the middle of nowhere, Canada, for those of you guys that don't know where that is.
1: Great. Sounds exciting. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so tell me, Chris, we, we, we kickstart this episode with your real estate journey. So do tell.
0: Oh, man. You know, I funny thing is, you know, I come from a trades family and um, I was the black sheep, black sheep in the family. I have four siblings. My dad is a millwright. My brother is an automotive mechanic. My other brother is a plumber pipe fitter. And my other brother is an equipment operator. And I'm the only one that didn't want to use tools ever growing up, no interest. Although I was the first after graduation to get my trades ticket because I didn't know where else to turn early in my life. But I moved 10 hours, 11 hours away from home, which I grew up in the Rocky Mountains. I moved to the, the prairies. And, um, as a 19 year old kid, I got my trades ticket. And from that point, I, I moved on from that because I got out of the trade as fast as I got in, as soon as I had my red seal journeyman ticket, but then I got into real estate and, you know, I didn't know anybody when I got started, I didn't own a single collared shirt. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to communicate. I was super shy. And so it was humble beginnings, you know, and, um, Uh, my dad lives in a mobile home, my mom's on welfare. So it's just constantly a mindset shift along the way too. But um, I I always say that like, it might take me a little bit longer to learn things, but um, I can learn anything that I set my mind to. And by the time I learn it, I know it well enough to turn around and teach it, which is actually turning out to be an exceptional asset here at eXp and as well in real estate. So um, when I started, I didn't sell a house for six months. And then the seventh month, I sold a house. The eighth month, I didn't sell a house. So I was one house in eight months. I was buried in debt. But then three months following, I sold, five months, I sold five houses per month the following three months. And I've basically done that production more or less year over year. So I did 19 transactions in my first calendar year in real estate. And then I did 40, 39 transactions the next year, 55 transactions the next year, and, and, uh, last year, I believe I did, this is my 10th year in real estate. Now last year, I think I did 75 transactions, but what's more exciting than that is prior to joining eXp, I felt like I was at a little bit of a plateau. I, I, I couldn't outgrow the traditional real estate, um, structure without taking on tens of thousands of dollars in overhead to build a team, um, or hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt or cash to start a franchise or you know, climb the uphill mountain of building an independent brokerage. And as well, I also didn't want to work 80, 90 hour weeks in order to do more and to grow. So I joined eXp the first two years at eXp. Um, I earned a $16,000 stock award both both years. And I'm pushing real hard to make sure that I hit icon this third year in, in eXp. But what's really cool is 10 hours a week, part time for the first two years, um, I talked to agents about eXp. And over that period of time, you know, I think there was uh, about 10 agents that decided to partner with me at eXp. And I had a total group of about 32 agents. The following six months is just over two and a half years now. The following six months, it's more than doubled. As of today, there's 68 of us in, in our, our group and there's seven onboarding currently. So it'll be, which to me is like, it, it's absolutely, you know, hard to even wrap your head around, you know, when you come from you know, a certain place, but also from the mindset of a solo agent, you're kind of like, that's my, that's where I I hang my hat. How many agents do you see in this business that, you know, they're, they're in their seventies or eighties selling houses because they have to, not because they want to. And, um, you know, I just find that the opportunities we have here at eXp are are really exciting. I can say every single one of those agents on my team are more excited about their real estate career than they ever have been before. Many of them sell more houses than I do. Many of them have been in the business for much longer than I have. So it's humbling, again, but uh, also inspiring. It's a lot of fun. So I don't know if that kind of gives you a, a bit of a, a perspective into my my journey to a certain extent, but
1: no, it gives, it gives, and it, and it's good to see that your your agents, even if they are in the the middle of nowhere in Canada, right? They can be excited about something. <laughs> well, and you know what? Honestly,
0: the fact that you mentioned that it's proof that this business model works no matter where you are. Literally, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere, Canada, and why I say that we're at decent. Saskatoon's a good size city; it's two hundred thirty thousand people, but Saskatchewan is twice the size of Texas. And our total population is, I think, a million people, somewhere close Mm -hmm. to that. So to give you an idea, you know, uh, uh, Calgary is the closest or Edmonton is the closest big center and it's five, six hour drive. Mm. Yeah. So
1: anyways. (laughs) Uh, I think people have to Google a bit about that, but uh, (laughs) they will they will do that in their own time. Uh, But yeah, uh, I I like when you, you when you talked about tools that all your brothers work with tools and you don't i guess like in some way you work with some tools right with uh, sales tools and marketing tools they're just not ones you can hurt people with <laughs> yes <laughs> and yes. and yeah about uh, the the transition. so you, you're you closed the last year with 75 transactions right and uh, in the first six months you you add zero um, can you tell uh like what different uh, did it happen or did you do before those six months and that seventh month that you had one transaction was it pure luck was it uh, an okay uh, like an occasion or did you make something different
0: you know it, it it's funny that you asked that because those six months i was still working 12 hour days the same as any other realtor was probably six days a week and um and I feel like what I say, I learn everything the hard way. So by the time I, or it just seems to be hard for me to learn for whatever reason, or at least it was, that was a big learning curve for me when I started in real estate and I didn't have the training and mentorship that we have here available at eXp, right? You know, I paid dearly for, you know, coaching and mentorship, but it wasn't hands-on support showing you the ropes. It was basically, you know, show up and, and fill in this worksheet kind of thing. And so, you know, I finally had a breakthrough. What it, what it was is it was just me following the process of the sales system and getting good at this piece, but I wasn't good at this piece yet. And then I got good at this piece and then I wasn't good at this piece yet. So it was six months of all of that, but I wasn't good enough yet at getting the signatures or asking for the sale. I was like, that was the missing piece. And for whatever reason on month seven, that's when it fell into place. But also uh, because I'd worked so hard for six months, my sales pipeline was full so that once I sort of caught on to that, that's why it was like a floodgates of deals just started piling up. And then it was just a matter of staying consistent, you know, keeping in touch with people, talking to people, that type of thing.
1: Nice. And, and Chris, you seem to be uh, betting hard nowadays on your TikTok efforts, right? Uh, can, you tell, can you tell us a bit why you decided to, uh, to take that approach? Yeah, a
0: couple of reasons. Number one... Um, I wanted to find a way to market myself that was a little bit unique, but at the same time, something that's super easily duplicatable, everything that I want to learn, I want it to be easily duplicatable. So TikTok is probably the easiest to use video editing app that I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, watch me on TikTok, the format of how I set up my videos could not be more simple. I literally just sit in the same spot, and talk for 30 to 60 seconds about something in real estate. And I record probably 20 videos in one sitting. So you'll see me over a 10 day period, posting twice a day with the same shirt on. Oh,
1: I thought you, know, I thought, I thought you were, you were always wear the same shirt every day. Well, that's just it. And,
0: <laughs> but see, here's, here's the beautiful thing, is that people think long to create content. But it's just like, I sit there for an hour and create a month's worth of content. It doesn't have to be totally time consuming. And that's the main reason why is that I wanted to be able to create it on TikTok and then I, and then I blasted out to all my platforms. I blasted out to Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook personal profile, Facebook business profile, LinkedIn, on and on it goes, and, and, and as well on TikTok. So I just found that it's the easiest way to create content. And then you do get a unique audience on TikTok as well. And again, because we're in a small market, I don't, think that the, I don't think there's enough people locally on TikTok for me to use it as a mm-hmm. source of lead generation, but it's a great source of building an additional audience. There's, I meet a lot of realtors on there, um, but, but it's a great way to, to, I guess, be ahead of the curve in some sense. You know, once, once there is more of a market here locally on TikTok, I'll already be established. Um, but at the same time, it's a great place to create content to then blast it out to all the other platforms.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it, it, might, it might not be too big of an area to do lead generation, but at the same time, there's also not much competition in terms of uh, content creation. So here you are, like, if it, if it then becomes an area where uh, TikTok is, is booming, you'll be one of the top of minds, right? Well, and another note on
0: TikTok too, the reason why, another reason why I do the platform that I do is because I, I want whatever strategy that I use to be something that my agent partners could easily use, especially if they're newer. And so it's like, when you first get onto TikTok, you're like, Oh my God, everybody is talented and funny and good looking and great Mm -hmm. on video and, and creative with video editing. And there's so much talent on TikTok. There honestly is and so much entertainment and engagement, but the truth of it is you're not, you're not always looking to go viral you're looking to create relationships. It's like, it doesn't matter if you have 30,000 or 130,000 or 330,000 followers. What it comes down to is that how many people are you engaging with that you could potentially do business with? That's, that's the most important part. It's not about being a big influencer. It's about creating relationships. The same as what we're doing here, you know, Mm -hmm. on, on zoom, creating relationships, having conversations, you know, it's not belly to belly, but it kind of is virtually, you're using online platforms to leverage, you know, your reach into building relationships and doing it quicker.
1: And, uh, and here at the, at the podcast, we like to, to pin down uh, like really the, the A to Z. So like what results are you actually getting uh, from the TikTok if you're getting any or what do you expect from it in, in the future?
0: Yeah. So one of the reasons why I use TikTok as a platform is because I can build relationships with realtors. So that's part of the reason why I do that. I have sponsored agents from TikTok. Definitely. Um, I do have an audience of people that know me. It's probably the quickest way for people to get to know me because you can consume content at a rapid rate on TikTok. That's part of the reason that I like it. Um, But honestly, it's back to the basics. So if You know, as far as lead generation and and conversions and results, I would say like 90% of my business comes organically through my social media platforms because I've taken taken my sphere of influence of people I know, which is basic sales. Keep in touch with the people you know. I've taken my sphere of influence and I've cross-checked that sphere of influence on every single platform. And then I create content on TikTok and put it on every single platform so that I don't have to pick up the phone and make hard cold calls all the time. Or, or not cold calls, but like always be constantly in touch with these people by phone. The old-fashioned way takes a lot longer. I still do that probably once a year, but people come to me now consistently, organically because I'm always top of mind. And when I post in the story or on Reels, you know, you're not in people's face; they just see you every so often. And at any given time, they can look at any of my social profiles and see what is Chris talking about today. So that the result has been organic lead generation from the people that I know on a consistent regular basis without me having to constantly grind it out making phone calls.
1: And I guess when you do change, change shirt on the videos, they'll be surprised and they want to hear more. <laughs> That's right, once every 20 days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah, so we can get a bit of the, uh, of the type of content that you add there. I had a, I had a look through uh, and I saw there is a series that you talk about uh the four personality styles do you remember that one uh yeah. can you maybe like explain i know it was a very quick one right it's tiktok it's a quick video but can you maybe ex- ex- explain them here on the podcast and why are they important to take into account
0: yes So one of the most important things when it comes to learning how to communicate better with people is studying the four personality styles. And there's a a variety of different ways that people explain it. They use animals or birds. You know, sometimes people use colors. They've got the disc profile. You know, it's all the same four personality styles. Everybody fits into one of those four categories. And, And that seemed to be a hit on TikTok because everybody can relate to that. People say, I'm more balanced, but everybody is most stronger one than the other. And so the four personality styles are The driver, the amiable, the expressive, and the analytical. So the driver is the person who, you know, no beating around the bush. What's your price? What's your commission? Do you think you could sell my house? If so, let's get the ball rolling, you know? And then the amiable says, oh my goodness, we've lived here for 20 years and we love our neighbors. So we want to make sure that whoever moves into this house is going to get along well with the neighbors. And I don't know if you saw the flowers in the back you know, but we spend a lot of time, care, effort, energy, putting those flowers in. And I hope that the next buyer loves our house, you know? And then the expressive personality is the person who shows up with the fur coat or the colored outfit. And they're, you know, they just have it going on. They're a big energy, life of the party. Everybody loves them. They're a lot of fun to be around. And so it's just a matter of, you know, keeping in conversation with them, keep asking good questions, but keeping the conversation going in a direction that gets the desired result for everybody of course, because you don't want it to get off track. They love to talk. And then, um, and then you've got the analytical who that I'm an analytical person. I love systems. I love facts and figures. I love information. And I'm usually more shy and reserved introverted and, and, um, but if I find something that I'm passionate about that, I understand really well, the analytical person, you cannot get them to shut up. And so that's kind of the synopsis on the four personality styles. And, but I encourage anybody that's you know, in any sort of a leadership role or any communication role in their business or at work, um, especially in sales, learning the four personality styles or, or anything you can learn about personality styles is an ex- exceptional benefit to you in your, in your career.
1: Mm, because from and different personality styles, you have to adapt, adapt your behavior, adapt your approach, adapt your, your pitch, so, it, so it, it converts better. Yeah. What did you say in in Saskatoon? What is the personality that prevails the most? Yeah, I think there's a probably an even average
0: of personalities all across the board, and and no matter where you go, you're going to find a, a variety of personality styles. Um, but there are certain quirks that you'll find with Canadian people. You know, I mean, uh, everybody talks about the weather because we all have that in common. That it is it is awfully cold here in the winter time. But personalities, I would say are are generally, it's an even spread. There are certain cultural differences from one area to the next, but um, it's a pretty even. So learning how to adapt to different people is important. And again, what people that you've known for a long time, I thought my wife was analytical because she takes forever to make a decision when she's shopping. But what I found out is that she's a driver personality. That's why she puts me on the spot and makes me feel uncomfortable. And, And she lets me know when she's, you know, upset. Or, or something, or if she's happy, it's boom, straight to the point. But <laughs> when she's shopping, she finds something she loves, but now she has to make sure that everything else is not as good. And that is the <laughs> most frustrating thing for me, you know, because the driver personality makes instant quick decisions. But if the driver personality has been burnt in the past, they like to make sure to be thorough to make sure that that doesn't happen. Cause that's one of their downfalls where the analytical is the opposite the analytical has been stuck in analysis paralysis so many times in their life. They're just like, I'm going to go with my gut feel and I want to make a quick decision because otherwise I'm going to be six months making a decision and not get anything done. So that's kind of where opposites. I don't know if mm-hmm. they say opposites attract or, or uh, we complement each other, but um, it's important just in your family members to find where they fit into the, the spectrum. It helps you communicate better with the people that you already know.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's. That's very interesting i was uh, here trying to picture like what type of personality i am <laughs> yeah but, it's good to know yeah, yeah yeah uh but yeah uh going so this is uh, really a really a type of nudge of knowledge that you would share with uh, the tiktok audience right 100 percent. yeah Yeah. it looks looks cool chris looks cool and and yeah, you are one of the leaders at uh, team sask right you're you're four Uh, Can you elucidate to us a bit on how is your day-to-day on managing the team?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. Team Sask is a brand used when we originally started EXP um, here locally. And um, it was interesting because, you know, we wanted to brand Saskatchewan, Team Saskatchewan, as we were the select team, the team to be, the team to be at. And we were growing our team across the province. That brand however, has somewhat faded. And the only reason why is because we've, we have agents in like five different provinces and three different countries now because, you know, EXP Realty is a borderless real estate company. And so I do have a little bit of a hybrid structured sales team, um, but my philosophy is to duplicate leadership. So I don't run a traditional real estate model with people that are all full-time on a split basis. You know, I'm constantly trying to teach people how to become an independent solo agent and eventually become their own team leader. So that continues to duplicate throughout my organization. But um, I I, I guess the long and the short of it is there's more, I would say, coaching than there is management in the way that I run my team, just because I'm trying to inspire leaders, you know, with the people that decide to partner with us. If that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And, and yeah, so you said you're on 60 age, 68 agents uh, at the moment. Uh, what has been the strategies behind growing that team? I know you told me you have some from TikTok, but obviously that's not all of them. Um, like, what have you been doing for, to raise that number? You know, the biggest thing is first, it's, it's basic
0: sales, you know, and, and when you're talking about agent attraction or recruiting, it's a slightly different skill set than you know, simply selling houses, as an example, but the same fundamentals are, are are true. You start with the people that you know, and then you reach out to people that that you don't know to build relationships. You know, so um, we started in Saskatchewan. We built across the province of Saskatchewan, and then we had agents that joined in Manitoba. So we're building the the EXP across the province of Manitoba. Um, I had a team that joined in. Um, Nova Scotia, Eastern Canada. And so we've built across the province there. And then that team has now brought on another group of agents in um, uh, Newfoundland. So now we're building across the province of Newfoundland. I also have a good buddy of mine that joined um, our team out in Texas. And then one of my partners in, um, in Manitoba has an uncle, who's a realtor in uh, Mexico. So we have a partner there. And then I've had some agents that have joined Uh, my group from TikTok, you know, in other areas in New York, you know, as well in Florida. And, um, and I also have partners now in the neighboring province to the other direction, Alberta. So we're looking at building out EXP Mm -hmm. in the province of Alberta. And so it just basically, you know, it starts to snowball. And wherever opportunity comes, I find people that want to be successful, and I pour value into them. And and that just sort of takes care of itself. And we've seen that happen, you know, in, in every location that we've, we've opened, we've, we've seen people grow just because, you know, I'm dedicated to helping them succeed. And, and honestly, that's probably the most fulfilling part of what, what I do. It's not, it's not just the compensation, it's the collaboration. So.
1: And and yeah, when the beginning, when you're talking all these, uh, locations in Canada, I was like, okay, I never heard of (laughs) any of them. Uh, but yeah, like when you, when you talk about the XP as being borderless, I think, there's still a factor of location to take into account, you know, like when you said you want to reach into this province, this other province, and sometimes uh, people forget that, that it can be very important and ever higher relevance, you know, relevance. like imagine in Alberta, uh, you're starting a team there. Like imagine like if you, if you do a trip there as the leader of the team, like look at the impact that this, that, uh, that has, you know, as for having one realtor in New York and another in Florida, like doesn't have the same impact as, as that.
0: Yeah, the, the big thing is, it really doesn't matter what the geography is for somebody that decides to join our group. If they have the interest and desire in becoming a leader in this company, I'll, I'll travel to help them build it in their local market, 100% no problem. And we have systems in place that are, that are working in, in any market, and, um, and so much of this happens online that it's just, it's really amazing to see what you can do. Well, I mean, just like this on, on Zoom and in, in mm-hmm. eXp world is, a, is an exceptional platform that, that we have access to. And, and as well as speaking of tools, you know, mm-hmm. the, the suite of tools that we have access to at eXp is, is exceptional and amazing in itself. So it just, I don't know, it gives you opportunities that you just wouldn't
1: that. It's really, really exciting. Oh, yeah. And so tell me, Chris, like, where do you go uh, from here? What are your goals? I know you are mid, to th- we are mid 2022 at the moment. So maybe you can uh, talk about your goals for the remainder of the year and maybe a bit more long term.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's really great. So basically, um, I've been I do have a transaction, I do have a, a number of agents to help with my transactions now and my customer service. So I'm splitting I'm splitting a lot of my deals. So for me to hit icon is gonna be um, a fun challenge for the next upcoming months. So that's a short-term goal of mine is to make sure that I still hit icon in spite. So I'm gonna have to double my production and share out more of the deals, which is really exciting. And then um, again, the difference of an analytical person and a driver, You know, I'm like, honey, look at, look at the dream. I'm, in, in 12 to 18 months, we're gonna to be totally financially free. And she says, honey, shut up and show me your bank statement. You know, yeah. she's <laughs> kind of just like, what's going on today? And so like, but, but on that, you know, it, it is crazy to think that in 12 to 18 months, I'll be totally financially free as a result of the revenue share plan at EXP, meaning the passive income and the override commissions from revenue share at EXP is going to cover all of my personal and business expenses, which is, which is incredible in that, in that projected, based on the rate of growth that we're at currently. Um, but what's most exciting about that is I'm seeing a large number of the agents in my organization that are starting to hit those milestones that I did a year and a half ago, which is exciting for me because once you have, once you have the money to develop the lifestyle that you want, it doesn't, the money doesn't matter anymore. It's now mm-hmm. what, parts, what are the parts of what you do that are fulfilling to you? And for me, it's looking to be able to help as many people as I possibly can to do the same thing. And uh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. so I thought you were going to continue. And yeah, and yeah so you, you, you have the plan to be on from 12 to 18 months financially free. But of course, after that, like you continue on growing the team and keep on uh, selling houses. Oh yeah, so, but, but the point is from that point
0: forward is how many people can you help? You know, mm-hmm. it's no longer like a grind. It's no longer are you striving to get out of the rat race. It, it just then becomes... How can I best serve the people that are in my life?
1: Essentially, yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's very kind. Uh, So tell us, uh, Chris, how can our audience uh, reach out to you? Well, tell you what, follow me on TikTok. You know, at
0: Chris the Real Estate Guy on TikTok, Um, and I mean, my link tree is on there. You can follow me on any platform that you want. But send me, send me a message. Send me a Facebook message. Look me up. Happy to connect. Happy to chat. And I'm. yeah, just I'm, I'm i'm happy to be a part of this thanks for having me on
1: yeah thank you for coming it was it was a pleasure thanks for bringing a bit of a saskatoon perspective uh i, I don't think we've talked too much uh about tiktok yet so uh thank you for bringing that up as well and, and yeah and i hope you enjoyed as much as i did awesome thank you so much you bet thank you chris have a good one you too